This is part one of episode 99, Amateur Logic's 2016 Closeout Special, recorded December 31st, 2016. Hi, welcome to Amateur Logic, episode 99. I'm George. I'm Peter. And I'm Mike. And we've got our, uh, well, we're from three different countries here tonight. Tommy is not with us because he was in a fourth country earlier. Uh, he, he's uh-huh. been over in the U.K., uh, over the holidays, we think he may be back in the U.S., but uh, we told him, uh, you know, if you want to show up tonight, if you can, well, come on. But uh, we don't really expect him because, uh, well, I imagine he's going to have quite a bad case of jet lag. <laughs> yeah, and look, it's there's always a possibility that he's been American. Sorry, he's been uh, arrested over there for uh, something to do with the American Revolution. You know, you guys... Uh, didn't want to pay your taxes, so. <laughs> but hopefully he's gotten back. Yep, hopefully so. Well, Mike, it's good to have you with us tonight. Uh, what what have you been up to lately? Oh, not too much. Spending some time with the family and uh, and and doing the holiday thing. Um, it's been snowing off and on pretty much nonstop for the last three days. We've probably got uh, 30, 30 to forty centimeters of uh, snow on the ground which is about, I don't know, a foot and a half to two feet. So everything's uh, nice and white around here. Wow. Uh, no snow down there, Peter? Uh, no snow down here. Far from it. We've had a, a streak of uh, a number of 30-degree-plus Celsius days, which would be like, I don't know, uh, 80 to 90 degrees Fahrenheit. And um, so it's been very warm here. And uh, as we do, we have a typical... Uh, uh, sort of hot weather Christmas where uh, uh, the best thing is uh, arguably the prawns. And uh, I feasted on a big pile of uh, uh, king prawns this year, which is uh, absolutely delicious. Wow. Apart from that, spending time with a, bit, a bit with the family and also um, been doing a little bit of soldering on uh, and sort of repair work on my uh, metal detector, yeah. which I'm trying to make a little bit lighter. Prawns on the barbie? I don't. I, I just like to buy them pre-cooked and then um, uh, just eat them, uh, eat them straight out of the shell without without actually uh, 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 heating them up. And they're uh, they're absolutely delicious. Okay. Well, we just want to remind everyone that uh, whenever we're shooting live, we've got a chat room going. Amateurlogic.tv/chat. There's a group of folks in there uh, having a good time right now, and we'll we'll probably check in with some of them. Uh, throughout the show here tonight oh yeah there's something i wanted to do being that it's new year's eve and uh Mm -hmm. things are kind of headed downhill already (laughs) i thought i would oh into the this early (laughs) well yeah i'm gonna try to go grab something to drink as well okay back in two minutes george all right what i have got here is Mezzo Corona, and I don't know anything about it. You know, I'm not much of a wine drinker. Uh, the guy at the liquor store said, well, you might like that, so we'll see if I do. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. A, it's a Pernay. Anyway, it wasn't the cheapest wine they had, and, you know, I didn't cheap out this time and go with one that had a cork in it. Uh I've I got a real screw on top this time. So no 
No uh, fuddling with uh, those, well, messy corks. There's Emil. Hello, Hello, guys. Cheap old man. Happy Cheap old man New Year's uh, resolution. How's the resolution? That's <laughs> uh, not bad. Can you turn your phone sideways? There you go. Wow. You having a good time? Oh, man, this is a crazy party, man. I'm serious. There's like three bands and uh, DJs. It's spread out across the whole hotel. Tell us where you are. Can you hear me okay? There's a lot of noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can hear you okay. well. Yeah. Okay, good. So where are you? I'm in um, the Contemporary Resort in Orlando, Florida, in Disney World. And, well, I guess what, it's... Uh, 10:25. Yeah, that's right. It's about 10:25 here, and uh, they are just getting started. Unfortunately, this is going to be a long night, morning, etc. So, did you find a cheap wine? <laughs> I did happen to find a cheap wine. The 4G network here is uh, really good. The uh, hotel is behind me here, and uh, I can't quite hit the Wi-Fi out here in the courtyard. So, I came out by the uh, big Christmas tree. Oh, wow. Yeah, we tried to call you a while ago, and that, that's not bad resolution there, uh, considering how many people are probably sharing that Wi-Fi with you. No, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't think I have too many uh, bars on the 4G either, so it's uh, working pretty good from what I see. I, I have to say I'm impressed with the, the quality of the video coming from your um, your phone there, uh, Emil. It, uh, uh, it's quite it's pretty good considering the situ situation you're in, in, you know, nighttime and everything. Yeah, this this is a part of uh, some of the Christmas presents there. Uh, Peter on this side, the uh, my wife upgraded mm -hmm. the plan for yep. so she she included a uh, Samsung S7 Active, and it's a really powerful phone from what I see. Yeah, it's it's great. By the way, let me wish you Happy New Year from the future because I'm here in 2017, and uh, you're back there in 2016. Oh wow, we're spending uh, we're spending years here, uh, George. Same yeah. to you, Peter. Yeah, it's a thank you a time warp. <laughs> I'm, I'm pouring a little glass of the uh, of the screw on cap wine here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got my webcam hooked up to my TARDIS. That, that's how it's working. <laughs> so how far are you into it already, Peter? Well, it's uh, two twenty six p.m. in the afternoon here in Melbourne. So uh, January first. So we're already uh, you know I've already been to bed, had a sleep, and woken up. So yeah, we're... nice. So well, I'm sure they're waiting for the. Uh... The ball to drop in uh, in New York on this side, huh, George? I think so. Uh, what are they going to drop down there? A mouse or or what? <laughs> I'm hoping that's not the case. But I did see a big uh, disco ball in the dance room uh, with Mickey ears on it. So I'm having a feeling it might be uh, the disco ball that's uh, like uh, with some Mickey ears over. <laughs> now, you haven't seen Rock and Ray, have you? I have not seen Rock and Ray. He's not on the stage yet. Um, and, but this is this is huge as far as venue. He could be anywhere, George. He could be. He could be. Yeah. Uh, Are you actually in the park in Disneyland? Uh, sorry, Disney World proper, or uh, yeah. are you? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, this, the is the, this is the 
This is the Magic Kingdom. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, that's the Contemporary Resort, which is a resort that's right in or on the side or adjacent to uh, Magic Kingdom. Let me see if I can show you the uh, castle here. Uh, are there people dressed up as the Disney characters wandering around? No, this is not really a character uh, show. It's more of an adult uh, New Year celebration. Ah. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get to the... Uh, Make it noisy here. Tell me if you want me to mute. Maybe I can turn the camera around. I don't know if you can see it back there. Tell me if you can see it. Yeah. Oh, give me a second. You probably can't hear us. Ah. So what? I don't know. I don't know how to zoom with Sky. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Of course, though, you, uh, I take it Florida time is one hour ahead of Mississippi time. So uh, you're going to have, uh, what is it, uh, New Year's uh, an hour earlier than Mississippi. That's correct. That's right. We're, we're a little bit ahead of them on the uh, East Coast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear George if he's saying something. I got to get away from that music. I don't blame you. I'd run too. (laughs) (laughs) That's not quite the rendition that's going on in the actual thing. That's a band outside. Yeah. Peter, what kind of beverage are you enjoying? uh, Quiet enough. Uh, Sorry, George? What kind of beverage are you enjoying? This is a a Diet Coke. Uh, I'm just going with the soft stuff tonight. Okay. That works. And I'm also seeking a, maybe we might get sponsorship from Coca-Cola. You never know. They're just up the road in in Atlanta. So You don't don't really want to ask me that question, George. (laughs) What what type (laughs) of uh, adult beverage are you enjoying, Emil? I'm... (laughs) I don't think uh, there is one I haven't tried yet, George. Okay. Yeah, don't mix the drinks, Emil. Uh, obviously, they're all free. <laughs> yeah. This, well, this I can absolutely say for sure, without a doubt, is not Cheap Old Man Compliant Party. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think so. Uh, boy, looks like y'all are having a big time there. Well, we don't want to hold you yeah. too long. Okay, I, I did want to mention one thing. I noticed while being on the property here, there is a uh, a Disney uh, amateur radio club. They call it the Deers or Disney Amateur Radio Emergency Service, and uh, it actually spells out ears if you look at it, which is pretty uh, pretty cool. They have a, uh, a D Star repeater, an analog repeater, an Echo Link, you name it. So you could actually uh, connect up to that one remote. Also DMR, from what I understand. But you can connect up remote and uh, talk to some of the people in the park. Pretty cool service. Yeah, that does sound cool. Well, you have a happy new year. And, uh, uh, boy, uh, maybe you will get to see a Rock and Race performance before the night's out. (laughs) If I get to see it, I'll record it for sure. Okay, guys? All right. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year. See you, George. 7-3. 73. 73. Well, that was cool.
That was very. That, cool. that was very, very cool, George. And particularly when you consider that it wasn't well. It's within my memory uh, when uh, you know those kind of uh, outside broadcast um, uh, connections were only possible with some very high end equipment. And if if you go back even further, there's a time when it wasn't even possible. But it, you know, it just shows you with a phone you can you can now do an outside broadcast from anywhere in the world. Cheers. Oh. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Since we've got uh, two and a half more hours to go, I'm just going to kind of have to sip it. By the way, uh, being that, that I got the wine there, I wanted to enjoy some uh, cheese with it. So I got some uh, fine Cracker Barrel pre-cut cheese. Ah, so I don't have pre-cut? I've never pre-cut. heard of that before. It's, it's cut for cracker size, and I've got uh, only the best. Rich crackers. Nice. So I'll, I'll have a little snack along with my wine as we go throughout the night here. Yeah, uh, we, We've got Cracker Barrel cheese down here in Australia, and uh, I think it's probably uh, owned by Kraft, which, which of course is a multinational. Um, but I've never seen it pre-cut that way. So you can buy slices, which are bigger, but never pre-cut for crackers. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen it. Now, do you have any snow up there at the moment, um, uh, uh, Mike? Oh, yes. We have lots of snow right now, about 30-plus uh, centimeters on the ground. Wow. So how do you get, like, where are the roads cleared by anybody, or how do you get around? Uh, they do a pretty good job out where I'm at. Um, mm-hmm. the, I saw the snowplow go by about, uh, oh, three or four times today, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I was watching some really cool videos uh, on YouTube of uh, Shinkansen, you know, the high-speed train in um, uh, in Japan, going through snow and clearing it uh, as it as it went. Uh, oh, not wow. at high speed, yeah, not a high speed, but still at a respectable speed. And um, yeah, it was like blowing thirty centimeters of snow either way. Um, but they also have uh, special machines that run up and down. The uh, uh, the tracks to keep them clear as well. All right, let me yeah, know. I would uh, I wouldn't want a derailment at, at the speeds so of those uh, trains travel. No. I know our trains up here have uh, kind of a snowplow attachment that they'll put on the on the on mm-hmm. the front of the engine and uh, to keep the tracks clear. But um, it's not doing anything near the speeds that those those uh, high speed rail trains are. Oh, the other thing is, um, you said you've got snow. Are there any moose near where you live, Mike? Um, not too far away. Um, a lot of deer for sure. Um, we don't usually, the, the moose tend to, to uh, hang around the uh, kind of the marshy areas, uh, so I don't mm-hmm. see them too often. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm just basically at the south of their range pretty much. Uh, if mm-hmm. I travel, say, 30 minutes north, uh, they're all over the place. But uh, where I'm at, uh, I'm pretty much, the, the, you know, at the very south uh, southern range of, of, of where they happen to migrate to. Mm-hmm. My sister worked for a while in Banff, which I believe is over on the West Coast. Yes. Uh, and, of course, that's snow country up there. And uh, I've seen pictures of moose walking down the main the main uh, uh, road in the town. So um, that, that, that would be pretty, uh, pretty amazing to see. Well, talking about cold stuff, I've got something here I wanted to mention. And... Uh, mm-hmm. I found it during uh, during everything else going wrong here. <laughs> the, 
you know, we've talked about winter field day before, but uh, we didn't know much about it. Well, there is a website, winterfieldday.com. You can learn about winter field day. Uh, I didn't know much about it. and it, Apparently, it's in January. I thought it had already happened this year, and it has. But, you know, a couple of uh, two or three hours, it's going to be next year. And so we'll have a winter field day coming up in January. I don't know if we're going to participate yet, but it's a interesting thought. I think they need to move the ARRL uh, field day to uh, September or October. I think so. I think that would be yeah. good. So what about you, Mike? Are you taking the tent out and setting up for field day, you think? <laughs> no, I'll take a pass on that. Um, I was uh, Years ago, I was in uh, Cubs and Scouts, and, and they used to have uh, winter camping. And uh, there's only so many things you can do to keep yourself entertained at that time of year. <laughs> oh, by the way, the winter field day post, that uh, came from John Hyatt over at, on our Facebook group there. He mentioned that one. Uh, Peter, you you mentioned we were talking about maybe some videos we wanted to look at tonight. Uh, we, our local uh, hacker groups, uh, organized a mini maker fair, and of course the maker fair over in U- in the U.S. is well known and uh, well attended. So we had a, a mini maker fair down here in Melbourne, our very first one, and I went along to have a look. Hi, I'm Peter from uh, Amateur Logic, a uh, vidcast that we produce, and you are? Um, I'm Luke. Um, I'm uh, one of the members of the Melbourne Hackerspace, um, and one of, kind of partially one of the organisers of today. Um, yep. it's, um, it's been a really good day so far, really successful, lots of people, actually more people than we ever originally anticipated, but it's all been really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Peter! Uh, Peter! Oh, how Peter. are you, Peter? Yes, hello, it's Peter, BK3YE. How are you going, Peter? Good, thanks, Peter. Uh, and, uh, well, I see you've turned up here for the, uh, the Maker Fair. This what is you... called Interview by Ambush, is it? Interview by Ambush, yeah, for Amateur Logic. Uh, this will end up probably as an Amateur Logic Extra. Or an Amateur something. Logic Extra. Well, have I got a thing for you? But anyway, we better well, talk about the show. show and tell. That's yeah, we, we better talk about the show first. We're at Maker Fair in Melbourne. Oh, no, um, I've got plenty of... Mini Maker Fair. It's the first ever show, and it's and it's great. Lots of, peop- lots of people doing funny things with electronics, wrecking it, building new stuff out of it, yep. doing all sorts of things that uh, you'd never thought could be done with it. Absolutely. I'm blown away by the variety of things that are here. And did you see the remote control blimp thing flying around? No. Oh, well, you'll have a treat. It's in, in the next room there. Or remote control, I think it's got a camera with it, so yep. it could, well, it's probably connected to Wi-Fi or something. Yeah, now, uh, you would be, I don't know if you're aware, but I built one of your regenerative uh, radios. Really? Which one? This is the uh, single valve. I think it was a 12 au oh, oh, yes, that's right. And, uh, so I built that mm. for one of, uh, and it worked, worked a treat, which is great. Now, uh, in case people aren't aware, of course, you actually have a series of videos on YouTube where you build lots of stuff, basically, and go out and... That's right, operate portable. Mm. Yep, so uh, uh, so they can search on what, VK3YE? VK3YE into YouTube and they'll find it. Okay, right. Well, come on, tell us. Tell right. us okay, well, you might have seen... Um, you might have seen this on one of the YouTube videos, but this is actually a small QRP transceiver for 40 metres. Wow. It's CW, puts out about 100, 200 milliwatts. As you can see, it's just powered by Energizer batteries, 6 mm-hmm. volts, and it's built in, in a, uh, a common food container you can get from the supermarket, and it's great for building this sort of stuff. Wow. Um, we'll even take it out of the box. Here's a little Morse key, which yep. I'll show you. 
and it does receive as well? Or? It does receive as well. It is a transceiver, so you can switch from receive to transmit. That's the on button. Plug your antenna in there or a little antenna coupler. Mm -hmm. And your crystal earpiece, like the old earpiece that people yep. use with crystal sets, um, just plugs into here. Now, inside, it's really easy to get at if you want to service it. Mm -hmm. um, at the centre is the tuning capacitor. Here you'll find two crystals for 7030 megahertz. Yep. reason why it's two is it increases the frequency pulling range. Yep. Now a lot of people build crystal controlled rigs and they're very limited because they're usually on the one frequency. Well with this one you can go all the way from 7005 to 7028. Okay. So over 20 kilohertz swing yep. which is most of the CW end of the band. Okay and what do you use for an antenna with this? For an antenna usually an end fed wire about 20 meters long now that's high impedance, so you do need an L-match antenna coupler, but I've got a little one that plugs into here. Um, inside, uh, you've got the VXO, which is one of the transistors here. Then you've got another transistor, that's the VXO just here. Um, you've got RF chokes in series, which allow your frequency shift to be increased. Yep. Another transistor underneath all that is the buffer. Here's our final transistor, a 2N3053. And that goes right to the, that's the transmit receive switch. And in here, it's all very small, but a very simple receiver. Yep. And We're a company that designs and manufactures open hardware. Yep. Uh, most of our products are based on the Arduino line, so yep. we have a number of boards that are compatible with Arduino. Yep. Uh, for example, there is an 11 somewhere around here. Uh, it's got so much stuff, I can't find it. Um, which is equivalent to an Arduino Uno. Yep. But we also have a whole lot of variations, our own you know, ideas and twists and takes on it. Uh, for example, we have a board here called the Ether 10, which is like an Arduino with, it's basically an Arduino with built-in Ethernet. What are we doing? Is this a MakerBot or a... Um, yeah, this is a MakerBot. This is actually just our MakerBot we brought along um, yep. that we put together. Looks a bit and more sturdy than the usual MakerBots well, I've seen. This one's not made out of wood. Well, it actually, um, what happened is I didn't really fancy the look of the, um, the wood ones. Yeah. So I spray painted this. This is actually the same MakerBot that, that oh, you okay. saw over there. Yep. I got automotive um, metallic silver paint. Yep. And, um, and this metallic blue paint and mm -hmm. sprayed all the parts before assembling it so it really looked more like a machine. Hey, it's Jim. Well, G'day, Peter. Oh, very well, thank you. Uh, it's good. Uh, you've, I see you've come to the Maker Fair here. Yes, I certainly have, yeah. Okay, what do you think so far? Oh, very interesting. I hope it catches on and they have one every year. Oh, look, it's, it looks terrific. And the yeah. uh, turnout's great. And, yes. Uh, yeah. um, 
this is basically about upcycling. I'm mainly looking at steampunk upcycling, but upcycling works for anybody. It's taking waste and seeing the creative potential in it. So reusing waste things. So I'll computer cases to make shelves. The goal of the software and the microcontroller is to, is keep, to it up. Keep, keep the platform horizontal. That's all it does. So, it's not going to wander off. Well, it's been a great mini-maker fair and uh, I have to say it looks like it's been an unqualified success and uh, I hope they, they run again next year. Lots of people attending, even at this late stage. Uh, they're closing in about half an hour and still full of people, so uh, that's great. So thanks to the organisers of the mini-maker fair and to uh, everybody that appeared on camera. Cheers. Peter, I really like that uh, Maker Fair stuff there. You know, I consider myself a little bit of a maker, but uh, we didn't call it that when I started doing it. That's right. We just yeah. called it building things. Well, uh, I, um, I was rather intrigued with the 3D printers. I don't know if you've seen them at all, but uh, uh, the, the MakerBots and the um, uh, there's various other models uh, now available uh, in kit form can actually build a, a 3D printer that will actually... Uh, create a 3D object in plastic. That was so much fun to make that uh, that particular segment, and I I must admit I, I haven't been back to the Maker Fair, but it has been continuing on year after year. And the good news is they've actually uh, moved it a little bit closer to where I live. So uh, I, it's it come up in about March, so I might make a a, a note to actually go along and have a look at this year's uh, Maker Fair. But uh, it's great. It's great to run into people like Peter, VK3YE. Do go out and check out his videos. They are great. Yeah. Uh, that that looked like, I don't know, looked like a big time, Peter. I think I'd have to go back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was, that was, a, the, I believe, the first one, which was 2012. Uh, I'm sure it's probably gotten a, a lot bigger then. And uh, it, it looked like a lot, but it was actually in a, a relatively confined space. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make a point of going in and having a, another look uh, and seeing uh, how it's progressed. Okay. Mike, do you all have anything like that around there? Uh, there's uh, there was a Maker Fair I think last summer in Toronto, um, but I I've never attended one. It looks like a lot of fun though. Oh, it does. We we haven't had one around here, so I don't know if we will. Uh, Tommy and I just kind of have to make our own stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, George, there's something I wanted to ask you about, uh, but you'll need to bring up the Google Plus, our Google Plus page, if you can do that. That's the one right over here by my that, house. That, that's right there. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, unfortunately, um, uh, uh, Mike sort of stolen my thunder, but if you then go and look at my email that I sent you and the particular um, cell phone tower that I discovered on my trip around the world. Oh, well, yes, you see, this is this, I presume that's a cell phone tower as well. Probably looks like it. Yeah, where, must be a really big cell phone tower. Where is that? Uh, that I believe that was in Washington. Oh, well, that may not be a cell phone tower, Peter. 
Sure, looks, sure looks like the other one. Well, it does. Uh, there might be uh, a national monument there. I would ask Mike about it, but he he may not know since you know, uh, he's, uh, he's from a, another there's nation. Some, definitely some confusion there. Well, maybe maybe you've got around the wrong way. Maybe, in fact, the thing that you think is a cell phone tower is some kind of monument to something. I don't know. Uh, uh, I it, mean, this that doesn't look like Sorry. Uh, that doesn't look like a cell phone tower that we would have in Australia. No, it doesn't look like one we'd have around here either, but I swear it's it's like two miles that way. It's toward uh, Tommy's house, sort of uh, mm. over my shoulder there. There must be a story around how they got built. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's built in a city that uh, the mayor is real picky on what they can build there. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's the only reason they spent that kind of money on it, I know. Because otherwise they, yeah. they couldn't have cited it there, I'm sure. Right, well, they, it's they, impressive. They've gotten pretty creative with those aesthetically pleasing uh, cell phone towers. And if they're in sensitive areas, um, it seems like they're, they, well, it depends on the area that they, they, uh, they're uh, proposing to install them. But they get a lot of resistance from the locals. Yeah, And uh, we, we have some up here that actually look like giant white pine trees. Oh, we've got some here that kind of look like pine trees too. Not not white, but they, mm-hmm. they look more like a bottle brush really than they do a tree. But yeah. you know, you know, I've seen some um, uh, in the city of Melbourne, or rather in the suburbs of Melbourne. I've seen a couple of uh, cell phone towers that have been put on tops of churches. So I don't know if you've ever seen anything like that. Uh yeah, I think I have. Now that you mentioned it. We've got one more video here, Mike. This is, uh, well, we'll we'll talk about it uh, after it's done with here. But right now, we want to present Amateur Logic Half Speed Theater. Another fun show. Uh, we won't do this again till next year. Yeah. Be here before you know it, though. You know, time flies. It will be here. So, here, catch this. <sighs> it's not charged up. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do for New Year's yet. I'll have to come up with something now. Yep. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry and, Christmas. Uh, we'll see you next year. Happy New Year. All those things. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you celebrate, be careful mm-hmm. and enjoy. Insert your holiday here. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Seventy-three. Mike, what can we say about that? <laughs> I gotta give uh, Chip K nine MIT some credit there because uh, we we uh, we sent each other a lot of emails back and forth, and um, he was playing around with uh, I think uh, two times speed, and I <laughs> I commented back. I said, "You think that's funny? You should try it at half speed." But, oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, it certainly puts a new spin on that, doesn't it? it? Does, yeah. It sounded like we uh, had had a few too many. Well, it does. I s- do not try to cure this ham.
It's Arnie. Hi, Arnie. Hello. What? How you doing? Hey, there he is. Good. Well, I like the uh, the the hat there. Thank you. My wife gave it to me. We didn't have any real, you know, nice hats <laughs> that she had when we were young. <laughs> <laughs> so you, of course, you live in Mississippi now. You're uh, K five A R N. Uh, but you don't have the typical redneck accent. Uh, but it's uh, it is my southern northern accent, or maybe northern southern accent, I should say. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, I have a friend here in Columbus, and he's you know when he introduced mm-hmm. me to his friends, he say, "Orne, he is a southerner. He is from southern Sweden." <laughs> Southern Sweden. So, what what year did you come to the U.S. and uh, make your home here? Yeah, I came here in 1984 on a three-year contract to uh, be a project manager and build some chemical plants. And uh, then I stayed there for uh, yeah for another plant and another plant, and now it's well over 30 years. Oh wow! So uh, you obviously must have liked it. Oh yeah, we have raised our family here. We had. Have had a really good time in Columbus and uh, and a lot of friends and so on. So, you, <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, after you, George, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, do you still make it back to Sweden? Not that much. You know, the last five years uh, I worked for the company. I was actually stationed here in Columbus. That was my home office, so to say. But uh, I did the work in Sweden and in the Netherlands. So. For five years, I flew every month to Europe, so I'm kind of fed up with flying. But actually, I didn't. I didn't go abroad at all uh, last year. Wow, that Peter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to ask you, um, Arnie. Uh, have you got any bottles of Yulmust there? What? Uh, Yul. I think it's said Yulmust. It's uh, Swedish. Yeah, Yulmust. yeah. No, no, I don't have any Yulmust. Yeah, it's delicious. I fa- only found out about it a couple of weeks ago at a Scandinavian oh, okay. Christmas bazaar. Yeah, I know that you can probably buy it uh, 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 on the internet here. In the, in the you, you can get it at, at Ikea, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have an Ikea in Memphis now, so we have to go there and have yeah. some meat or some lingonberry jam. Yep, and um, what is it, uh, meatballs. Yeah, meatballs. Swedish Yum. meatballs. You know, uh, when we're talking about Swedish meatballs, we we have started to be very active in our club here. So during 2016, we have had four events that we call radio in the park. And we go to one of the state parks and we rent the pavilion. And then we set up all our radios and antennas and have a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And I normally then cook some Swedish meatballs, you know, because hands need something to eat. <laughs> uh, well, it, uh, I'm sure they'd be delicious. Uh, they, um, I haven't tried them yet, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely have to, because we can get them down at IKEA uh, locally. So, uh, um, so I, I will make a point of going down and giving that a try. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think when you go to IKEA, they don't charge very much. I think in the US. It's Five dollars for a meal or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just out of interest, Arnie, do you talk on HF back to Sweden very much? 
No, not really. Huh? No, oh. So uh, uh, I don't have any really good uh, antennas to do it, but uh, it's another activity we did in our club. We are fortunate to have a clubhouse. And mm -hmm. we purchased a 100 foot tower, and just uh, a month or two ago, we put a three beam antenna on top of it with a rotator and then mm -hmm. also an, an antenna for a, for a repeater. So, and it's open for any member. You can go there anytime. You can bring your own radio, and there are a couple of radios in our radio room. And there you can probably do some good connections to Europe. And, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it's just started, so I think we're going to start to do that together. Uh, so and next year we're planning to do, instead of radio in the park, we're going to go out and do some camping and try to run on solar power, you know, and, and, and uh, wood. <laughs> so you have a, a Swedish uh, call sign as well, don't you? Yeah, you know, I'm in Newham. You know that, and actually, thanks to amateur logic, yeah, I made big steps forward for sure or my online Elmers. I got the license in the US, uh, in, the US uh, in March 2012, and then I went immediately over to Sweden uh, for vacation, and I contacted what is corresponding to ARRL called SSA, and I could get the reciprocal uh, call sign, which is SA7CR. SA7CR. And that was not the big thing. Uh, you had to be a general or higher. So but I have to pay a yearly fee to, to that organization. And they have a really nice magazine, uh, similar to QST, that I can see uh, get on, on the internet as a PDF file. We've got a little video here that uh, that you sent us. What would you call this event? It's a it's a little Swedish fest. I was inspired actually from you and from um, Nation. You know, uh, you wanted to have videos, and uh, I brought my video camera to this and I had never edited a video or whatever and I remember I contacted you and I contacted I don't remember his name there that was in charge of the video at and he I sent in you know and he was rejected you need to make order you need to narrate it so I worked with it for several days but I learned a lot about editing and I appreciate all the hard work it is for you guys to take these uh, uh, these that you have live and then edit it and make a program. But it takes a long time. So so this Hemfest is a small Hemfest in southern Sweden and it's called Bokkeboda Fest. Oh. And uh, I'm pretty proud of it myself. <laughs> Let's take a look at it. All right. Hi, I am Orni, Kilo 5 Alpha Romeo November. On my visit to Sweden in June, I shot this video about a small hemfest in southern Sweden called Bokkebodatreffen. The hemfest is very similar to the ones in the US. The flea market. Antennas for sale. Tables with uh, boat anchors. Maybe not the brands we are used to, but still boat anchors. A lot of stuff. 
as in the US, a lot of grey hair. There was even the 1987 ARRL handbook to buy for a few dollars. The outdoor tailgate area may be better than the trunk gate area. This guy brought the table and his merchandise on his bike and bike trailer. The indoor forum was about wood electronics by Kalmar Radio Amateur Society. Sierra, Kilo 7, Charlie Alpha. Here are some examples of wood electronics. You take a piece of wood, glue the schematics onto it, put thumbtacks in the junctions and then solder the tubes and other components on the tacks. The indoor vendor area with hundreds of connectors and ports. And not surprisingly, the PL259 looks exactly the same, but price includes a steep 25% sales tax. The D-Star Forum was outdoors. And then the Swedish key, handmade for only $110. The Hempfest is almost over. 7-3 from Orni, Kilo 5, Alfa, Romeo, November. Arnie, it, that was your first video to to edit? Yeah. That was a very good job. Yep, I, yeah. I agree. Mm. You know, very, I... Very you know, first I just had, uh, you know, like slides with text. And I said, you need to narrate. And I'm never thinking. I read everything for like two minutes from a script. And I tried probably 15 times and it never worked. And then I had to to do uh, what you really do, cut in small pieces and then you put the sound to it. So I learned a lot about it and it was really fun. But so maybe it's going to make another one. I was thinking maybe make another one next year for one hour raising the port. That, that sounds like a, a plan. We'd love to see it. And, you know, the I don't know about you, Mike, but doesn't that ham fest kind of feel familiar? It's uh, very similar. Um, we uh, we have uh, well, we call them tailgates um, as po- as opposed to trunk gates, but it's the same thing. People are are, are there, there's always a section of the flea markets uh, basically outside the parking lots where they basically just haul the stuff in trailers and set up tables outside uh, outside the normal vending areas. I've never seen those kits though with the wooden. Um, platform before i've never seen that before that's that's very interesting yeah, me neither. yeah it really really nice the wood electronics <laughs> look like a great idea i mean i don't i don't know why we haven't seen it before it's uh, really neat i'm gonna i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna have to do something with that i think yeah, yeah you know that club there on the east southern east coast of sweden they're very active so they normally have like a full project and they, the whole club there make these together, you know, and there is one guy that designs them. And actually afterwards, he was impressed of these videos. So he sent me a lot of pictures of other things he has made. And if you go to that, if you go back and look, you have the call sign and you can search on the internet and search on the homepage and then you can find some of these 
understand for themselves. Really interesting work. But you know, some of these are copies of uh, of old uh, old uh, one tube transceivers and receivers that was used by the uh, by the resistance during World War Two in Norway and so on and Finland. And some of them are really interesting. People are running around them with them during full war, you know, and and reported stuff over the Allies. Wow. It, it reminds me of the uh, the old crystal radio sets, like you mentioned, where they were actually uh, assembled onto breadboards and wooden planks, and, and uh, same thing, I think they, they called them trench radios uh, during, uh, during the war, where they used to build these things on pieces of wood. Yeah. Well, um, I, and this is totally unrelated to ham radio, but I watch. Um, I've been watching some foreign uh, programs on Netflix recently. Uh, a lot of British programs for some reason, and I ran across one uh, named Wallander. Oh yes, and it's yeah. supposedly a policeman in Sweden. Of course, everyone on the show has a British accent. I just wonder what you thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they are Swedish versions of it too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting to to see a little uh, because we don't get to see a lot of Sweden here, on, particularly on television. No. no. So, uh, if you're on Amazon Prime, there is one really nice Swedish uh, new movie. I could send you a link about this, uh, about a hundred year old man that get fed up because I put him in, in a nursing home and just oh. when they are fixing to come in with a birthday cake with 100 candles, he jumps out through the window and then he uh, goes through a lot of things. He, he even ends up in Alamo and helping Oppenheimer to design the atom bomb. <laughs> wow. It, it's, uh, is it done in English or is it it's in English, you okay. know. It's a, it's a, 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 both in English and Swedish with subtitles. It's really nicely made. Oh, yeah, send me that link. I'd love to see it. I will. The hundred year man that stepped out of the window or something. You can Google it, but I'm going to send it to you. Okay. You um, sent me a little photo here. I'm going to bring that up. We'll just talk about this for a second. Tommy and I mentioned it one time. <laughs> he got the name all wrong when he was trying to read it. This is a. He tried to call this ham seating chicken, but that's not what it is, is it? <laughs> it ha- it's hams eating chicken. And this is uh, uh, a club in the Columbus area, or or what is uh, it? It's it actually it's uh, the club is Lowndes County Amateur Radio Club. And uh, we are uh, like a core group there that meet every Thursday for lunch at the Ryan's. That is a buffet restaurant, you know, a cheap buffet restaurant. So uh, we named that session for Ham's Eating Kitchen. Well, we're all Ham's and we're eating chicken at Ryan's. So then after a while I thought maybe we should register the domain. So I, I put it up this uh, these, uh, blog. And uh, learned how to use it, and uh, it's uh, based on WordPress. And I must say, it's really, really easy now for me. And if you go down, I mean, if somebody 
after the program here want to look at it. There are a lot of pictures from our Christmas party, from our radio in the port events, and reminders about the netball and so on. So it's a little, like, you know, connect to the club. And people are sending in some information, whatever that they put there. Okay. Uh, well, hamseatingchicken.com. Ham's eating chicken, not ham's seating chicken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, what they do then, then people complain, you know, we have some people that are working. So then we decided we have our uh, club meeting the first Thursday in the month. And then we said on the Saturday after the first uh, club meeting in the month, we go to Hordy's and have breakfast. And that we, that's the event we call M and A. So what what do you do now? Do you have any other hobbies besides ham radio? Uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I have a dog. We have a lot of stuff to do in the yard and we do some traveling and we have uh, children that we visit and so on, but uh, ham, uh, uh, ham stuff is a pretty big portion now. And actually, during this year, I got a 12 by 12 steel portable building that I have installated and put two panels in and, and, uh, and electricity and heating and cooling. And I thought it could fill it up with radios and computers. Mm-hmm. Sounds like... Uh a lot of the same kind of stuff I like to do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know where I get the inspiration from. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't blame it on us. No, I don't blame it. I thank you. <laughs> no. Well, um, I can tell you, I mean, the amateur radio hobby, especially for me, I mean, I didn't know anything about that. I, I, I guess I had never seen an transceiver before I just... Some way, you should look into amateur radio. And I studied the book, it took the license, the technician, and the general, and then I was hooked. And during these three and a half, four years now, I met so many people and made so many friends all over the United States and also in Sweden when I've been there. So it's fantastic. And uh, in, the, in the beginning of this year, we went to the Orlando Handcation, and this Spring, we're going to go to the new Dayton convention place. Well, I hope and actually, to... we're going to go, actually, we're going to go to these four days in May, you know, where they meet the kids and, and then you have bus transportation to convention. Sorry. That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I hope to make it to Dayton again this year. Uh, we've, we saw Mike up there, and uh, first time we'd ever met was. And that's the only way we met, really, was sort of through ham radio, the same thing with uh, Peter and you. So it's a great hobby. It connects a lot of people with sort of similar interests. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you were talking about hams eating chicken. Have you ever tried Vegemite? <laughs> yes, I have. I have. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, it's kind of strange, but I could eat it. <laughs> need to take it very thinly. I mean, I saw that episode when you opened it up from, from Peter. And actually then, like a couple of months later, I made this uh, cruise from Miami to Copenhagen because it was cheaper to go with the cruise and flying. 
And there was a lot of people from Australia there. So they, in the breakfast buffet, they had a little bottle there with their all what can what can a glass jar with Vegemite. I said, man, I'm to try it. But I can tell you that it was a small jar and it lasted the whole two. Two hundred people. But I tried it. And I could eat it and I can understand it if you are brought up with it. You know, I'm brought up with food from Sweden that I can guarantee you could never eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um And there probably are some vitamins in it too. Well, it's oh, yeah. bound to be. It, it smells like vitamins to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, before we uh, cut you loose, Arnie, is anything else in particular you'd like to, to bring up while we've got an audience here? No, we, all, uh, we all need to uh, work on to get more uh, uh, hams, amateur radio operators, you know, and we're really trying. But we, we have a couple of young kids that have come into the hobby here in Toronto. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's too bad that a lot of people are missing a fantastic hobby. Not yeah. really when you're young. And this can be your career path. And then when you're like me, retired, you can have a heck of a lot of fun. You know, several people that are just recently retired in our job and have a lot of Actually, yeah. I had one of them coming to my little handbag today because we are thinking about starting uh, uh, more training over two meters. So he's starting with a little, little device so he can actually hook up his iPhone. I chose one of these training programs. And then at the same time, he can talk over the two meter band. So it's going to be, can get something to So, and yeah. uh, I want to thank you. I mean, I want to thank Tommy and uh, and George and Peter and the guys here. You know, this is the eleventh year you're doing amateurology, and that's fantastic. Well, I've learned so much from what you are doing. So thank you very much, and I'm looking forward to 2017 when we're going to make America great again. <laughs> and you have, a, you have a happy new year, all you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Thanks for Arnie. being with us. 73. Thanks, Arnie. That was great. Yep. Yeah. Top uh, stuff. Yeah, it was. Well, speaking of Vegemite, Peter, have I have. Have you looked at the chat room, George? I have not looked at it, no. Are they talking about. Whenever, whenever that topic of Vegemite comes up, <laughs> there's always a litany of uh, comments in the chat room about it. Uh, I think my favorite tonight is it tastes like liquefied shoes. <laughs> I could see that. I'm not yeah. sure how he knows what it tastes like, but <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, George, actually, uh, you know that email that I sent you. The other attachment is actually a uh, a post uh, onto Facebook. Yes, that's the one. How to eat Vegemite? That's from VK6 ADF from Phil, fellow Australian. And uh, as you can see, put too much off, uh, too much on, uh, especially if you're an American, you'll probably uh, um, end up in hospital. So <laughs> we, we Australians, because we're brought up with it from birth, we can we can take a, a stronger dose. But so go go easy, and also make most importantly, 
use plenty of butter because it tastes a lot better with butter, Re- real butter, that is. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right about that. Well, uh, we'll try to see if we can spur something else along in the chat room here because I just happened to have that clip, Peter. What everyone has been waiting for tonight, Vegemite or die. Everyone but two of us, right? Everyone but two of us, you, I think you're you, right. You think we're going to have enough strength to finish the show after we get through with this I don't stuff? know. I've never seen any Vegemite, so why don't you yeah. open the box? I, see, I Googled it to so see a picture of it. Now, there's uh, actually two other products which I'd like you to sample if you uh, don't mind taking a bite afterwards. Okay. But they're much sweeter. So uh, wow. uh, I think you'll, eat, uh, even if you don't like the Vegemite, you'll certainly like these other ones. When you Google it, Tommy, didn't it say it was processed yeast or something? Yeast extract. Yeast extract. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it sound, that sounds tasty. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've got to give you a word of warning, right? Just use about a dime's worth, okay? Just Don't spread it on like jam. Just a little bit. This okay. must be this must be the one with the skull and the crossbones on it, and the yeah. Mm-hmm. Jaffas? Is that what this is, Peter? They're they're Jaffas, okay? We have a tradition in in Australia of uh, taking them into cinemas uh, with wooden floors and rolling them down the aisles, which is a waste of a good Jaffa, but still. And uh, the other thing you should have there is Tim Tams, which are just uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to get it out of the bubble wrap without making too much noise here. Not working too well. <laughs> it's pretty loud. <laughs> there you go. Tim Town. Fig Newtons. Yeah. Now, they're a chocolate biscuit, and they're like 50% chocolate, So, uh, but they're terrific, so um, uh, well worth trying. You, you will like those. Okay, cool, because I'm still, the jury's out on uh, the Vegemite here. <laughs> but the, 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 the Vegemite, you go to YouTube, you'll see, and just Google on uh uh, Vegemite, you'll see all these Americans uh, trying the stuff, and uh, they all, they always overdo it. They always put too much on. It sealed up uh, really well. I think they didn't want it to spill out and cause some kind of a uh, environmental thing. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't want a toxic spill wow, in man, here. It really it's is, good, uh, and they're good. Yeah. It looks like vitamins. <laughs> there we go Vegemite yeah, now, You'd be surprised how long that will last Because as I say You use the stuff very sparingly That stuff will so. probably last forever yep. <laughs> Well Tommy why don't you do the honors here It's yep. heavy Here we go Golly, I might have to go get my wife to open the jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a, a childproof lock. Is that what what's going on there? Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to decide what it smells like. I lose my earbud here. Looks all right. Looks I'm like chocolate. Worth, Tommy, just a dime's worth. I'm gonna save half of the toast to wash it down with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sparingly. 
Yeah, that, a little bit more than that. That's good. Yep. Yep, that's fine. Any more than that, you'll be in hospital. Chocolate uh, frogs, Mike. It looks like says. chocolate. Here you go. Next victim. Let's see. <laughs> Did this get checked by the U.S. Department of Agriculture when imported? Uh, probably Sorry. not. But I, I will say this, though. Um, you'll note the name Kraft on the... Uh, uh, the 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 jar. In fact, you Americans actually That's own not a Vegemite. dime. <laughs> uh, that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Yep. I'm not going to say what it, on there to taste it. What it looks like when you spread it. Uh -huh. Let's see. There you go. So I do have a little bit on there. Is that too thick, Peter? No, no, no. That's fine. Give that a give that a try. That should. This be looks like you can keep your wheelbarrows good condition too. Yeah. Probably could use it as grease. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I got some on my finger. Is it gonna be all right? <laughs> yeah, no, you'll be fine. It won't take the hide off. All right, here we go. Here we go. Hmm. I'm not. I taste butter. You didn't, cause you didn't put any on there. <laughs> you need to get a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me break it off where it's, I can get a bit uh, of it. Yeah, it's a, it's not bad. Yeah, it's kind of losing my earbud here. It's kind of different. Yeah, the the what it reminds me of. The guys in, UK, in the UK got something very similar called Marmite, but um, it's got a slightly different flavor. Hmm. I taste it now, and I don't think there's anything that compares with it that, that I know of. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a bit of an acquired taste, but you'd be surprised how many kids have that for breakfast, um, oh. you know, on their toast. It's very, very, very popular. Really? Um, yeah, I, I'm, we're you're talking a national dish by, here. By people so. that love them? Like mothers give yep. it to their children? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On purpose? So it, it, they, they actually advertise it as having a whole lot of uh, vi uh, vitamins in it, uh, B, B group vitamins. It's actually good for you. Well. So, uh, anyway, uh, uh, you might want to try one of the Tim Tams now. <laughs> which is, uh, you'll find a lot sweeter. You need that? Um, maybe not. Let's see. Now, there's a thing called the Tim Tam Slam you can do, where you get a cup of coffee, and you actually bite off the end of the Tim Tam at both ends, and you suck the coffee through Don't. the Tim Tam, but uh, probably a bit much to do today. Do you dip it in the Vegemite, Peter, and then no, eat no, it? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, no. Hmm. No, that one's good. Mm -hmm. That is good. This is like um, like a wafer. What do they call those? You know, they're usually white here, but this one's chocolate. Yeah. Well, you can actually get a white chocolate version of that. Those uh, planks or whatever they mm -hmm. call it, some kind of plank. Yeah. I, th I thought I was going to need the Vegemite antidote. I brought it here. <laughs> but uh, looks like I may be able to take that mm -hmm. back home with me. Yep. Well... 
So can you give the Vegemite a thumbs up or a thumbs down or eh, quite? I give it a thumb sideways. I'm not really sure about that one. Yeah, yet. it's. Um, I'll put it this way: it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It, I guess, it would be an acquired taste. It, it's really stout, but I don't know what to compare it with. I, I would, you know, I, I could see. It, it almost had a little bit of a, something was. A, I, I almost liked it, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. You could eat it if you were stranded on a desert island, you know. Well, Australian <laughs> island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody's asking, uh, is, is there a difference between Marmite and Vegemite? And the answer is yes. They're very similar, but they do have a slightly different uh, taste. So those things, though, they're, um, they're like a big Kit Kat, basically. That's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Um, and the final thing you've got there, which is your Jaffels, it's basically a chocolate ball. Huh. It's like a malted milk ball. Hmm. Uh, like... The Vegemite kind of reminds me of, like it almost had a a beer taste, but it wasn't really beer. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's I, don't try. Know. I had something on the tip of my tongue while I go besides Vegemite. Yeah. Did you, ah, did you get it all setting in. It really makes a butter flavor stand out. Yeah, it does. It, I really like it on crumpets. You know, crumpets, bit of hot butter. Crumpets? And then... Uh, Jed crumpet? <laughs> no, not that kind of crumpet. <laughs> yeah, these so, you would typically buy at a cinema, and on the wooden floors you would roll them down the aisles, which is a waste of a good, uh, hmm. a good daffer in my view, but still... Chocolate and orange. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Tastes mm. like Christmas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And so you throw these down the hall in the cinema, huh? Yeah. Oh, well, you know how you've got the aisles between mm-hmm. the seats? Uh, if you've got a wooden floor, the tradition was that you would roll them down or the kids would roll them down there. Because uh, the uh, the cinema was uh, slanted, or, or you know, at a slight angle, so they'd roll down. You'd hear them rolling down the floor. So, uh, uh, but yeah, that's a, a bit of a tradition. But uh, yeah, no, very very popular. An- another great Australian product. Well, I bet that was really popular with the theater management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they probably sold more of them. Mm, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Tommy, I say, let's split the Jaffas here. Okay. I will take the 10 tams and you can have the Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of different. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sending this stuff, Peter. That was, oh, yeah. That was, that was fun. Yeah. It, it was pretty cool um, to experience that. We'll have to get you a yeah, pair of care package and send it down there sometime. You eating any more Vegemite, uh, George? No, I have not. That uh, jar expired and I, um, <laughs> I had to get rid of it. <laughs> I'll send you another jar. Wait, <laughs> wait, 
Well, there is a website where you can learn more about Winter Field Day. And if I can... Well, I guess I'll just have to click on something. There you go. It's uh, winterfieldday.com. You guys are not supposed to be there in the middle of Winter Field Day. <laughs>